What's up, party people? Welcome to season 11 of Romancing Nancy Drew. I'm your host, Indy Nickerson, which stands for Nancy Drew Nickerson. You can find me at that handle on Twitter, or you can find me at Romancing Nancy on Twitter if you are so inclined. This week's episode is we're back in the files. We're in actually March of 1988, but we're not because we're in July because fuck all sense of time. Uh, This is Case Files number 21, Recipe for Murder, which, oh my god! Okay, before we get started, since this is the first episode of the season, I do want to talk a little bit about this interesting thing that's happening with Ned. So, we've talked before about how, like, the gender dynamics and and the mystery stories and the files are kind of reversed and that Ned is... Ned is in an interesting position because he has all the qualifications of an action hero but he cannot be that person because Nancy fills the central role so he can be a sports hero he can be the kind of athlete who would go pro if that were a thing that were possible for him within the context of this series which it is not um he's the kind of person who can be very like strong around his friends who can be a really good you know support for everybody but he also there's, I mean, even if you want to go back to the reason that he goes for their breakup in Files 8, where it's like, I'm not a crucial part of your life the way that you are a crucial part of mine. So the thing that happens in this book to kick off what hap- what the central mystery of it is, Ned is actually at Nancy's father's house, which is a detail that I had not remembered until I was rereading it for this particular episode, because I've read this one a bunch of fucking times. Um, So Ned's over there. It's July. They're having a cookout because Ned decided that he wanted to have a cookout at Nancy's father's house. I was kind of interested in why exactly it didn't happen at um, his own parents' house, but that was not addressed. So um, Bess and George are over there. Nancy, of course, is over there. Carson has never mentioned. Carson has mentioned exactly like one time in this book, which is very interesting. Um, Two people who they apparently went to high school with are there kind of like as double dates for Bess and George, but they were never mentioned before. They apparently also went to River Heights High. They're never mentioned again. It's They're just there for this scene to like kind of round out the numbers, which, sure. Okay, so George is playing croquet, which is not a sentence that you'd ever really think that you'd say. Um, Ned's manning the grill. What's the gender neutral? Anyway, that's working with the grill. Um, Nancy is going, Nancy's apparently prepared baked beans for this. I was like, that is distinctly Southern of you, but okay. And then I was like, mm, Boston baked beans. Um, Bess, of course, is like, when are we going to eat? And George is like, shut the fuck up. Like, it's, this is definitely one of those where you're like, okay, can we just maybe lay off Bess with the eating disorder business? Ugh. Anyway. So, um, Ned is apparently using a, an old family recipe for barbecue chicken, which I was like, is that really a thing? I I don't care. Um, but like, he's very proud of himself. He's like, you're going to love it. I'm, I'm good at cooking. And so Nancy goes back into the house and gets a pitcher of lemonade to refill everybody's drinks. And then they notice that the grill is on fire. They go over, there's smoke pouring out. The chicken is burnt beyond recognition. So, of course, they immediately start teasing that about it. Um, Nancy dumps the lemonade that she just brought out onto the chicken and put out the fire. So, George makes a joke about 
chicken a la lemonade, which later when I use this in my own work, I turned this into lemonade chicken because I was like, mm, it's just lemonade chicken. Like, yes, all the yes. Anyway, um, best of course is Harfo because she's like, what the fuck are we going to do now? I'm hungry. And Ned's like, oh, I can do burgers. And she's, and George is like, I want to eat sometime this century. So of course, like there's this competitive streak that comes out and actually Bess even mentions it for George. She's like, you're so competitive. Like you can't even relax or fucking cook out. Like this is the third croquet match you played. But, um, basically, um, Somebody makes a joke. I think it's maybe his name is Rick. Again, it doesn't matter because he's not here and he's never going to be here again. Um, he makes a crack that like Nickerson, you couldn't even do this off if you went to cooking school. Like you, you couldn't even have done this if if you were if you actually went to cooking school. And that's like, fuck you. Yes, I could. I'm going to go to cooking school. And Nancy's like, wow, wow, that escalated quickly. I'll go too. Like. <laughs> She's got nothing else going on. Like, a, a point at the beginning of these books is often, like, Nancy is sad because she doesn't have a mystery to investigate. So, um, And Ned's like, we can all go. I've My mom's friend went, and she came back an expert, and she's a really good cook, and, like, it'll be fantastic. So they talk Bess and George into going because, of course. Um, Ned's like, it's apparently like a Thursday. He's like, we can, I can get us in by Monday. It'll be fine. The weirdest thing about all this is I think actually the book I don't even know how to let's see there's a 15 minute orientation like uh, it's, it's so fucking weird because they never actually say where the fucking cooking school is like they can't say it's the cordon bleu they can't say it's like the uh, whatever CIA stands for. When I, oh my God. I'd never got that until fucking just now. Um, it's, it's a, it's chef Dupress's cooking school. And I'm saying that wrong because he's French and it's D U P R E S. And so, yeah. Is it Dupree? I don't fucking care. Um, anyway, the chef's cooking school. So Emerald, we'll just call him Emerald. It's fine. Except for Emerald's Cajun. So, that's fine. I don't want to say he's Wolfgang Puck because issues. So anyway, also not Mario Batali, Italian. Anyway, it's fine. It's fine. Chef depressed. Um, he runs a cooking school and it's gotten them uh, uh, slots. Anyway, so they're going to go there. Nancy and Ned are going to be doing French cooking. Bess is going to be doing pastry. And George has signed up for Chinese. And they never explain... George's choice is just like, what else could we possibly do? And, and George is like, introductory Chinese cooking. Even though George has never been like, I don't know. That just is not part of her personality. So so going back to the whole thing about like Ned and his place and all this, Ned is kind of stuck because he needs a way to not prove that he's superior to Nancy. I wouldn't say that, but... The problem is that, like, Nancy, real-life Disney princess, friend to all animals, like, daughter of the man who invented Toaster Strudel. Um, Ned kind of needs a way to prove that he's got something that he's good at. And because Nancy is so very, you you can't be very unique, but because she stands out so much in, in her job and what she does, like, 
he kind of has to be good at everything in a way, if you kind of want to look at it that way. There's later books where, like, Ned kind of has to prove that he also has detective skills, I guess, because he wants to prove that he's a good partner for Nancy. But anyway, for this book, and he, he does help Nancy on her case, so that's not really the problem here, but but it's like the real point, the entire real point, to be honest, is to get them to the cooking school. And because Nancy, as you know, as soon as she tries anything, like, masters it. Which, I do like that in the original stories, like, they do depict her having to practice and work at something to get good at it, but it's never really a question that she will eventually. Um, Ned's like, do you think that you're going to pick up on this as easy as you do detective work, is one of the the things that he says to her. The thing is that um, Nancy's friends often mention detective work around people, just so that they'll be like, oh, you're a detective, I need help from a detective, so this is perfect. So, and that's what happens here. They come up, they go to the auditorium for, like, the orientation, the big meeting with with all the students, and Chef Dupress is standing there on stage, and he greets them, and then makes that comment, and he's like, oh, well, I, I am in need of help, there's somebody after me, and Nancy's like, oh, well, well, tell me everything, and he's like, I, I'll catch up with you after the presentation, and Nancy's like, okay, like, of course, her her antenna are quivering. She's like, yes, a mystery. And that's like, of, of course, fucking course. You found a mystery. Fucking course. Um, they're staying at the Waverly, which I did consider looking up, but I want to, this book feels like it's probably in Chicago. I don't know that that's true though. Anyway, um, Culinary Institute of America. That's what CIA would stand for in that context. Um, so, also, at the hotel, Nancy has one room, Bess and George have the adjoining but separate room, and Ned has a room in the other wing of the hotel, and I was like, fuck you very much, but anyway, I was like, also, she's got a separate room, also, he's got a separate room, also, Nancy can sneak out at night, these are all things I notice, for reasons, um, yeah, so, um, Chef Dupres, so Nancy's like, ooh, I need to connect with him after this, it'll be fine, so he does a presentation, he's like, this is the kind of stuff you'll be doing, and he brings out a tray, and everybody's like, oh my god, that looks fantastic, Bess is like, this is gonna be great, and George is like, you said you were about to go on a diet, and Bess is like, fuck you, it can wait, which, accurate, so he pops a, some sort of puff pastry into his mouth, um, and then he starts passing out handouts to everybody, and then he, like, faints, and, of course, Nancy, having he's like, my life is in danger, and then he faints, so Nancy's like, fuck. So they go up on stage, he's holding his heart, he's like, somebody's after me, and Nancy's like, oh, fuck, and his face is turning gray, and he looks very distressed. Um, this other guy runs up on stage, this unpleasant-looking man, um, who whose name is close enough to Sleestack, that that's what my brain kept autocorrecting it to. He runs up on stage, and he's like, oh, he has a heart condition, I've seen this before, we just need to call an ambulance. He'll be okay. So Ned calls out to call an ambulance. George is like, I'll take care of it. Like, they're on top of this shit. Um, <coughs> so he gets taken off. Nancy, of course, is like, well, this was an attempt on his life. But Sleestack is like, no, he's just got a heart thing. I mean, he's, he's just nervous and excited because it's the first day of school. So just shut it. Go to class. Everybody go to class. And they fucking do they go to class they're like I know that the head of the cooking school just collapsed in front of us but we got shit to learn so of course Nancy and Ned are in the same class 
When they walk in, the um the person teaching their class is his name is not Trent Reznor, but I'm going to refer to him as the Nine Inch Nails guy. Um, he is standing up in front of their class, and he's like, "Hey, bitches, let's let's do some French shit." And Nancy's like, "This seems very professional." Like Ned's not impressed. Nobody else in the room seems particularly impressed. A dude keeps Trent. His actual the the first name of the character is Trent. He keeps glancing at his watch. He seems very um, self-absorbed, he keeps talking about himself, and, like, that he's, like, a, a rising star, he's making a name for himself, and this is just, like, a stepping stone, and he's working on becoming a master chef, and blah, blah, and Ned's like, I hope he gets it all out of his system today, because if the rest of this class is like this, I ain't gonna enjoy it, so, um, <laughs> I can't remember, um, I think that he wanted to demonstrate how to do something, or, anyway, he goes up to the gas, like, they apparently have a bunch of different cooking stations, and the big demonstration cooking cooking um, facility is a large gas stove and range. Um, so he walks up to it, and he turns it on, and he's like, oh, the pilot light must have gone out. And when he bends over, like, the thing fucking explodes on him to the point that, like, his sleeves catch on fire. So... He freaks the fuck out. Ned grabs a fire extinguisher and fucking, like, hoses him down. Um, The gas goes out. It seems to just suddenly go out. There's also a pot rack above their heads, which, when I thought about it, I was like, this seems like a deeply 80s slash 90s thing. I mean, for a hot minute, it was the design thing in the kitchens to have a pot rack that at all times looked like it might murder someone, but... And it even says in the book that, like, he's so tall that he has to lean down to be seen under the pot rack, which seems really, like, bad design, but okay, okay, sure, weird decisions. So, dude is like, dude, um, Trent acts not, like, surprised by this, but he seems pissed, like, he thought something like this might happen, and Nancy's like, like, was it sabotaged? Was, like, and he's like, I'm sure it was just, like, shitty maintenance. And then he's like, I have to go. And Nancy's like, what What should we do? And he's like, wait here. And Nancy's like, oh, oh okay. Weird. Oh, okay. So he's gone for, I don't know, like, 10 minutes or whatever the fuck, to the point that all the students are looking around at each other like, what are we supposed to do? Like, um, when a new chef walks in, his name is Jacques, and he is an asshole. Oh, my God. Jacques Bonnet. Um, he is tall, dark, and handsome. He has a flashing grin, and Ned immediately wants to set him on fire, which is 100% the correct response. Um, he walks in, and, like, almost immediately, Nancy starts asking questions. She's like, what happened to our... Are you the replacement? Like, did he go get medical treatment? And he And Jacques is like... I'm here to take over your class. Um, we're, first thing we're going to do is start with a roux. We're going to make a roux. And Nancy's like, oh, oh okay. Um, but he definitely seems interested in Nancy. And, of course, Ned is not here for it. And so he keeps, like, looking at her, coming over, and, and Nancy's um, trying to duplicate the roux that he made in front of class. Ned tries it first. And, of course because this is the way this book is set up, he um, fucks up the proportions and so he doesn't get it right. Like, he starts off with a pan too hot and burns the butter and blah, blah, and it's just like, 
<laughs> Again, if the gender roles were reversed, it would be very much the like clumsy, inept girl stereotype for this, where it's like, oh, you, you know, it's so cute. You don't even know how to do this thing that is supposedly domestic. Where if it's Ned, it's you're a masculine man, so therefore this does not come easily to you. Which, it's a weird, weird sort of misogyny, but that's fine. Um, so yeah, Ned's not great with the Rue. Nancy pulls off the Rue, like, I think Jacques makes, like, one minor suggestion. He's like, maybe a bit more flour or whatever the fuck. But, like, of course, Nancy makes a beautiful Rue. Um, so she's talking to Jacques, and she's like, have you heard anything about the, of Chef Dupress? Um, you know, anything about it? Was the the oven sabot the gasto sabotage blah blah blah, and Jacques is like, "You were asking all these questions. Are you a detective?" And she's like, "Well, yes." And he's like, "Really? Well, I would love to talk to you. There's a French restaurant that even me with my discerning palate, I have decided is good. So shall we say eight o'clock tonight?" <coughs> And Nancy's like, um, and Ned's like, how about I punch your face in? Ned ain't here for this shit. So Nancy's like, yeah, I've, I've got a boyfriend. And he's like, well, maybe later. Actually, she says to him, well, I had plans with friends, which is the worst. And so, like, they run into Bess almost immediately after. And Bess pulls up, Bess is like, oh, my gosh, we, she actually is taking uh, classes with Chef Sleestack. So Bess is like, oh my god, we made the cutest puff pastry today. Who the fuck is this? And Nancy's like, this is Jacques. He took over my class. And Bess is like, hello, sailor. And Jacques is like, hello, blonde girl. I was just inviting Nancy to a French restaurant. Uh, and But she says she had plans with friends. And Bess is like, oh, you can come. You can 100% come with us. And then she's looking at Nancy like, I'm going to bang him like a storm door in a hurricane. And Nancy's like, you do that, girl. You do that. Side note, if these were different books, that would have happened. We already know that she banged that soap opera star. Um, <coughs> but it would have made more sense, it, but it, it also wouldn't have worked for Bess to try to seduce Jacques into giving away answers. But anyway, it's fine. So um, they go out. Jacques pays a lot of attention to Nancy in a way that, of course, Ned doesn't like. Um, like, he's just very much like, oh, so you're a detective and blah, blah. And there's a point in the book where Ned's like, of course he's fascinated with you. You're a beautiful, smart, intelligent detective. Like, oh, my God, you know, what man with eyes would not be obsessed with you? Because Ned is very much a wife guy, and I'm here for it. But anyway, so... um. After that, like when they, Jacques takes him back to the hotel, which he is also staying at because he is like a visiting lecturer. He's a guest chef at the school. Like he's not permanently at the school. So he comes in and wishes them all good night. And, and Nancy offers her hand to shake her, shake his hand good night. And he picks up her hand and kisses her palm. And I was like, most of the times it's the back of the hand or the knuckles, but okay. Like that's super creepy. And, of course, Ned pops up and, and like, aims a punch directly at his face. Which, <coughs> should I be here for it? No. Am I here for it? 100%. So, he ducks out of the way and he's like, I've had experience with jealous boyfriends before. 
And Ned's like, I'm sure you have. So after that, after Jacques has been like, okay, so bye. Um, they're all talking and Ned's like, I don't like that guy. And George is like, he is oily as a snake. And Bess is like, how can you say that? He is so charming and debonair. And Nancy's like, oh, girl, oh, girl. So. So a thing that happens is Nancy is at her hotel and she overhears Trent. Who remember the last time she saw had like run out of the room um, after apparently being burned by the gas stove. And he was like, I need a bigger piece of the pie or I'm gonna, I, I don't, he makes some sort of threat. And so Nancy tries to see who he's talking to or anything. And like he gets out of the place before she can actually catch up with him. So she, she doesn't know who's talking to. Um, the next day, oh, also, of course, um, Ned and Nancy say goodnight and, and share a kiss at the elevator and then they go off to their respective rooms and I was like, so close, so fucking close. So I'm pretty sure it was the next day. Um, they're in class and Jacques is like, oh, we need another side of bacon. So can you go to the freezer and get some Ned? And Ned's like fuck you, I know what you're doing, but I'll be right back. So, Ned leaves, and then, like, five minutes later, runs back to the room, is like, um, so I found Trent Reznor <laughs> in the freezer, mostly his corpse, and they're all like, oh my god, so the way that it's phrased, because Nancy, of course, immediately runs to the freezer to confirm what Ned has just said, even though she trusts Ned's judgment on this, she doesn't think that he just found an, a CPR dummy, um, and she sees the frozen corpse, and the way that it's phrased is as stashed behind some boxes, so, spoiler alert, the, the way that supposedly the guy died is he was knocked out with blunt force trauma to the head, so he wasn't killed that way, he was just knocked out that way, and then his, he was put into the freezer, and the door was, um, modified so that it would not open from the inside, so he was locked inside the freezer, and he supposedly froze to death, I was like, so I would have expected Ned to find the corpse like at the door trying to get out unless he just never regained consciousness. Sure. So it's supposed to look like there was some sort of accident. Like he went into the freezer to get something. He, something fell on him and hit his head and you know, he just died in the freezer like it was an accident. So, um, Nancy of course does not buy this because she heard him making threats to somebody the night before. And so she's like, Hmm, this seems related. The other thing that keeps happening at the school is Slee Stack, um, the pastry chef, is having some sort of rivalry with the Jacques, apparently. So um, they keep having kind of heated conversations. Slee Stack keeps having heated conversations with Dupress because Dupress is released from the hospital. Nancy goes to talk to him and she's like, hey, you said your life was in danger. And so he eventually... Like, at first, he's reluctant to talk about it. And then he tells Nancy that um, a catering van, a gray catering van, was near the school. And it almost hit him. And at first, he chalked it up to just being an accident, like somebody was distracted or whatever. But then after everything else happened, he was pretty sure that it was intentional. Um, he received a note that was a warning. And he was like, it was unmistakable because it was a skull and crossbones. And Nancy's like, do you still have it? And he's like, no. <laughs> 
because when he was um when he ate the whatever the thing that was that was prepared for him on stage and passed out when he was taken to the hospital he no longer had the note in his pocket so he he no longer has it honestly don't remember what else he cites as somebody's trying to kill me I, I don't I really don't so um but he's reluctant to tell Nancy that so eventually that comes out um later uh, also oh the poisoning that that's that was the main thing honestly um whatever he ate on stage was poisoned and the fact that he ate a pastry on stage like there's there's a lot here that you're like it was slea stack it, it was slea stack um yeah, he ate the poison. The poison mimicked basically the impact of a heart attack so that it looked like it could have been natural, but no, it, it wasn't natural. So, um, yeah. So Nancy's like, yeah, I'm going to look into it for you. And of course, Trent Reznor is dead, so she needs to look into that. Um, she's still not sure he was threatening. Um, yeah, she just knows that everybody there seems to be like assholes, basically. So there's that. Um, the thing that Sleestack is super pissed about, and he goes to Dupress and yells at him, he's like, we need better security around here, like, people are breaking in and sabotaging shit, and the freezer, and my recipes, and Nancy hears that and is like, huh, and then she overhears him saying, like, to Jacques, you're trying to steal my recipes, and all this stuff, so she's like, why is he so fucking hung up on his recipes, because the thing is that Sleestack apparently has his own reputation already, just like Dupress has his own reputation. But when Nancy talks to Dupress, she also finds out that while Dupress's name is on the cooking school, he's kind of just its mascot or figurehead. He doesn't own the cooking school. He doesn't own the rights to the cooking school. It's just that the people who own the cooking school are kind of using his cachet, his reputation to bolster the cooking school. So um, if his health is failing, if his reputation is failing, any of that, if he is perceived as not having the cachet that he once did, then they might very well oust him. And Sleestack is next in line. So Nancy's like, so it's obvious that he has the most motive. He would, it would make sense that he would try to kill you, poison you, get you out of the way, weaken your position in some way so that he can make his case that he would be a better person to be in charge of the cooking school. But something to Nancy, it just doesn't, like, it is a good explanation, and it does kind of fit everything that she knows, but she also doesn't understand why Trent was involved in all this. I mean, unless he was trying to blackmail Sleestack over what he was doing, so she's just not sure about it. Um, she and Ned go to the cooking school after hours to break in so that Nancy can get the recipes. And she does manage to find the recipes, I think. Ooh, actually... The first time she finds him, she doesn't, she forgot to bring her, her pocket camera, her little mini camera. Um, she forgot to put it in her pocket, so she can't take pictures of it, and she doesn't have anything to write down with, so she glances over it, and it just looks like recipes to her. The second time they go to look for them, because she's like, I feel like there's something to this. Um, she doesn't, I don't, I don't remember why she can't search his office, I don't think he's in it, but anyway... She goes to Jacques' office, which is kind of bare bones, and then finds a secret panel behind which she finds pictures of the recipes. So she takes pictures of the pictures of the recipes because she heard that she liked pictures, and so she put more pictures inside your actual pictures. Um, So she has to take pictures. She has to go to a fucking 
photo developing place whose equipment has broken like the frosty machine and they're like yeah I know it's usually an hour but it's gonna be like tomorrow and Nancy's like seems legit so they finally get the recipe cards back and they're looking over them and they're joking that like the the amount of ingredient seems to be as though it's for an army like it's just pounds of ingredients instead of what you would normally expect and so Nancy's looking over and she's like I just I mean he's he caters uh the other thing she finds out is that apparently Jacques and Sleestack and Chef Dupress Chef Dupress because he is apparently like the board of directors has taken like or is has talked about taking a no confidence vote in him um, that they're saying that maybe he's responsible for some of the events that have been happening around the school. Um, he has been booted off the staff for a special Washington, D.C. dinner for dignitaries. Um, Jacques is still on it and is, has taken over as the head chef. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, it's it's unfair that they would do this. You know, your reputation got you there, blah, blah, blah. Um, of course, Ned's listening the whole time and going, I want to set you on fire with my mind. Like, I want to go full ass fire starter on you and I want you to burn. Um, and of course, Nancy's like, oh, well, you know, it's, it's really nice. And whenever she talks to Chef Dupress, he's like, oh, Jacques has been my friend for a long time. He's, he's excellent. Like, I, I know that he's not behind any of this. And so Nancy's like, okay, uh, you know, sure. He's your friend. He, he would not be behind this because he wouldn't want to damage your reputation. Everything that he's saying around me fits that. So, so she finds out about that. And so when they're looking at the recipes where it's like chocolate cake for, and they're like for 750 people, um, she's like, well, I mean, but then Bess looks at it because of course Bess is in the pastry class and she says these proportions are wrong. This doesn't make any sense for you to have like nine pounds of sugar, but like 42 pounds of salt. That doesn't make any sense. So Nancy looks over and she's like, huh? Huh. Um, the, the thing that happens after that actually is they're sitting in the room, they're looking over everything and they're trying, they're like, okay, so this is important. This is like a code or something. Um, but the, the rim door gets banged on, they open it up and it's Sleestack and his Confederate Colville who have come and they have a gun and, they gather up all the recipe cards and then they tie up Nancy and her friends and throw them back in the back of the gray van, which Nancy, of course, remembers from, um, Chef Press saying that that was, that van made an attempt on his life. Um, <clears throat> side note, because Nancy seems to go to the cooking school like every day after classes are over to see if she can do some research or find out clues or something. Um, <laughs> During a previous trip, just to see if she could, I think she wanted to get in to talk to Sleestack because she was, she suspected him and wanted to have a conversation with him. Um, I think, and actually at that point, I think Bess spotted him and followed him into the school. Um, Nancy is attacked. Yeah, it's Nancy who's attacked because Bess comes up later. And the only reason that Bess is attacked is because she tries to come to Nancy's aid. And so Nancy's attacker, who is wearing a white robe. I saw that and I was like, is there a hood? And apparently his head is covered in a stocking cap to, so that they don't know who he is. He is extremely strong, they find. Um, 
Nancy, because he grabs her and is trying to choke her, Nancy manages to bite him really hard on his hand. Um, Ned comes up because, of course, Nancy was... The, Nancy and Bess went to drop by the school. Oh, Nancy left her sunglasses. <laughs> it's the, like, first off, it's... She did legit leave her sunglasses there. This wasn't one of those, like, I will plant a missing item and then come back later. Wing, wing. It's, it wasn't that. Um, she did. She was like, I have my sunglasses on my head. Then I went to talk to the chef to press. Now they're gone. Probably in his office. Like, this is, kind of is like a midpoint on the line that ends with Nancy driving a Prius and forgetting to put gas in it because she doesn't understand how hybrid engines work. But anyway, um... So, she's going back to find her sunglasses. <laughs> anyway, um, the hooded, well, not hooded, I guess, the white-robed figure. Um, Ned comes up because he and George had gone to get dinner and came back, and, of course, Nancy and Bess had not returned. So, he runs up, and he's like, hey, get your hands off her. Decks the guy directly in the face. They're scuffling, and um, he, the attacker, picks up a rock, gets Ned in the temple and manages to get away. So, so there's a bite mark on Nancy's would be killer, I guess. Anyway, so <coughs> the other weird thing that happens is that Nancy makes chicken cordon bleu as one must at cooking school. And Jacques asks her to come to the front of the class to display hers, which she even says, like, she's like, I can't antagonize him because I think that he has the key to all this. And Ned's like, does he, though? Does he, though? But Nancy feels kind of upset. Like, Jacques keeps singling her out, singling her out and being like, oh, my God, what you did was fantastic. You should demonstrate for everybody. And so she feels everybody, like, basically hating her. She ain't here for that. Um, but anyway, he asked her to to bring hers up. And she's like, I, I think I recooked it a little. Like, I think it's a little dry. Like, it's, it's not worth being brought up here. Um, when the pot rack, the Chekhov's pot rack that you'll remember from earlier in this, um, actually falls down. And Nancy gets hit by one of the big cast iron skillets. But it's only in the arm, so she doesn't get, like, permanently hurt or anything. And, yeah, so it's it's just, and Jacques is like, oh, well, I'm sure it's fine. Like, I'm sure that it was just maintenance that needed to be done or the screw was loose or some shit. Like, it doesn't matter. It's It was nothing. And Nancy's like, wasn't it, though? And, of course, like, Jacques can say, like, well, you know, whatever happened, it was meant for me because, anyway. So, back to where we were. So, um, Nancy and her friends are tied up by Slee Stack and his confederate thrown into the back of the gray van. Um, they are actually, their hands and feet are tied. They're gagged as well. So they're in the back of the van. Nancy has no idea how long they're in there. Like, it feels like hours to the point that she's like, are, are they driving us to Mexico, Canada? Who knows? <coughs> the van lurches and then seems to, like... They're not sure what what the hell's going on. And Ned has gotten free. He manages to free everybody else. And then they feel water over their feet. So they were taken somewhere in the back of the van, tied up, and left to die. Like, Nancy had pressed her ear to the, the panel that was dividing them from the front part of the van. 
And so she heard him say, like, I don't know. I mean, they're just kids. And Sleestag was like, shut the fuck up, Carl. So. Um, But they also talked about, like, double-crossing and blackmailing and, like, making sure they get their cut and all this stuff. So Nancy's like, okay, okay. Um, So. They're in the back of the van. The van is filling with water. Ned manages to kick the back doors open so that they can get out. They... Um, George saves Bess because uh, the consistent thing about this is usually that Bess is the weakest swimmer of the four of them. I think that Bess is a like decent swimmer, but between all of them, she's considered the weakest one. So they save her. They get to shore, which takes a hot minute because it seems to be a huge lake. Um, they flag down a passing car who says, well, we don't have room for all of you, but we will go to the nearest police station and the police pick them up. And transport them back to their hotel. (coughs) Again, the absolute socialist dream of the police departments and the Nancy Drew stories. If you've been abducted and tossed in the back of a van that was then put in the middle of a lake so that it would drown you, the police are here to deliver you home. (laughs) Anyway... Um, so they go to, they all like collapse in utter exhaustion when they get back. But Nancy wakes up with a start the next day and she's like, today's the 29th. That seems important. And she remembers that of the weird proportions that she saw in one of the recipes, the first two were seven and 29. It's July 29th. So she calls Chef de Press and asks if he knows where Jacques is because, of course, Jacques is not picking up his phone. And Chef de Press is like, oh, well, I'm sure he's in Washington preparing for that big dinner. And Nancy's like, fuck. So she's pretty sure that Sleestack stole back his recipes from her and tried to kill them because he's going to do something at this thing tonight. So Nancy gets Ned. Um, she's like, okay, we need to go to Washington. Like, right now. Um, but it's uh, because of the kind of dinner it is where it's political and it's dignitaries, etc. There's going to be plenty of secret service there. Like, they're not going to be able to walk into it. It's very special. You know where this is going. So, Nancy calls her father and is like, Hey, Daddy. Can you do me a solid and get me into this extremely exclusive Washington, D.C. dinner? And he's like, Hold, please. <laughs> So he makes a few phone calls. He calls um, Senator Marilyn Kilpatrick, who you'll remember from the Teresa Montenegro case. Um, and Nancy's got a free pass, so she and Ned are able to go. So, And he also, of course, manages to get her some plane tickets. So wherever they are, it's not Washington. They get to Washington. They get there like with very little time to spare. Um, they go into the kitchen area at the place where the dinner is being held. And there's Jacques, who is like, what the fuck are you doing here? And Nancy's like, spoiler alert, um, we came here because we're pretty sure that Sleestack is planning to do something. We're not sure what. They tried to drown us. It was really bad. So Jacques, like, Nancy figures out that or says because of the way that he's talking to the people around them um, that he's an agent. He's a federal agent. And Jacques is like, yes, I am both a chef and an agent. I enjoy excitement and danger. And Ned's like, I knew it. (laughs) So um, 
Nancy tells him what she knows, and he's like, oh, well, you know, I'm sure that they've they've put out an APB on Sleestack. Like, they're going to stop him before he ever gets here. It's really great that you, um, that you came here to stop him. Like, we'll keep a lookout. We'll make sure everything goes okay. So Nancy ends up um, waiting in the ballroom. They can't go in the main area where the actual dinner is being held. <coughs> so Nancy ends up in the ballroom. Um, I think that Ned goes out because they hear some sort of disruption. So Ned's like, you stay here. Um, I'm just going to go check on that. So Jacques comes in and he's alone with Nancy and he's talking to her about like the dinner and everything. And while he was suspecting Sleestack, he was like, yeah. Um, I pretended that I wanted to buy the recipes from him and like, I'm sure he was really mad at me because I was trying to, to see what information he had. Um, the, what comes out is that Sleestack apparently has an international ring of spies. And I was like, of course he does. Yes. This makes all kinds of sense. Every chef on Food Network is sending out elaborate messages using Morse code and their eyelashes. So, um, but anyway, so supposedly dude has been using his cachet as a celebrity chef or whatever the fuck or you know because this is again 1988 food network was barely a concept at that point like i don't think that it had even become a thing so the concept of a celebrity chef was fairly new ish (coughs) so um so that's the thing, like, he's apparently been using these encoded recipes to um, pass on information, like political information, secret information, um, selling it to the highest bidder, etc. So that's what Jacques was there to, to interfere with. And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah, that makes all kinds of sense. So basically what they're waiting for is for a sleaze tag to show up so that he can be arrested. Um and Nancy asks Jacques what time it is. Jacques glances down at his watch, and Nancy looks down at his hand and sees the bite marks that she left in his hand. Nancy, of course, at this point, is like, oh, fucking hell. Um, she runs away from Jacques. <laughs> As anyone would. Jacques pulls out a gun and starts shooting at her, and he's like, you're going to want to come back here. Um, and then Ned comes in and tackles his ass, so that's the end of it. Because, as you know, Jacques is a double agent. Jacques is in charge of this ring of spies. Jacques has been calling all the shots. Jacques had Trent killed because Trent wanted a bigger piece of what was going on. Like, he found out about what was going on and tried to blackmail him. So, um, Jacques actually ordered Trent to be killed by Silly Stack. So, he didn't do it himself. He just had it done. Um, he was also engineering the attacks on Dupress because he just wanted to make sure that Dupress was in no con- no position to stop him, basically. So just a one hundred percent dick all around, just just rocking it, all all kinds of stuff. So the book ends with um, Jacques has been arrested. They found Sleestack. They found Colville. You know, everybody who's been involved has been arrested. They're getting on the plane to get back home, like as soon as they possibly can. And Ned looks at Nancy and he's like, I'm going back to chess. Chess is far less complicated than cooking. And Nancy's like, really? Okay. He's like, I could teach you the way that I play chess. And Nancy's like, you could. Okay. So what, what kind of, what, what way do you do chess that's so much more interesting and exciting? 
And it's like, well, I've got some moves that I could teach you, but they would need to be very individual, private, one-on-one lessons. We would need to spend a lot of time together alone. And Nancy's like, oh, really? And it's like, let me show you one of the opening moves. And then he kisses her and she's like, I like where this is going. And that's the end of the book. The reason that I love this book so much, other than everything, just completely fucking over the, over the top, plus cooking, um, is that... I picked up on this whole idea of Ned teaching Nancy chess, which my personal thing is that Nancy knows chess. Like, there's no way that Nancy doesn't know chess. I think that it's referred to in at least, I think, that in at least one book, Nancy and her father play chess. So I was like, this is just going to be their secret code for it. We need to go make out a little bit. So, good times. I might put a link in the show notes. I don't know. Anyway, it's good. Um... So, what have we learned? Absolutely nothing. Um, <laughs> oh, so Jacques is CIA. <clears throat> At the end of it, that's that's the federal agency that he tells him that he works for. And I was like, it's a pun. Culinary Institute of America, Central Intelligence Agency. Oh, my God. Anyway, it's just absolutely bonkers. Just completely fucked up. Um, at one point in the book, Nancy is searching. I think that she's searching Sleestag's office, actually, and Jock walks in and finds her. Or, or maybe she's searching his um, classroom because I think that she doesn't find what she's looking for in his actual office. Um and Jacques is like, well, I won't tell him if he'll go on a date with me. And so he takes her to that French restaurant. Um, yeah, so they have their, quote, date. And when they come back from it, um, of course, Ned is there. And he's like, hey, girl, hey. And it's just very awkward. So he basically, Jacques basically blackmailed Nancy into going on a date with him, which... I was like, again, if this were a different book, he would have demanded other things from her because there's, it doesn't say who paid. It's just like after the check was paid and I was like, I can 100% imagine him paying the check and then like looking at her meaningfully and being like, you know what this means. But anyway, the things that I like about this book are that Ned is very jealous of Jacques like he he's not mad at Nancy. He's just he's mad at Jacques being so openly flirt flirtatious with Nancy after Jacques is aware that Ned is Nancy's boyfriend. Like over and over the top Pepe Le Pew about that shit. Ned ain't here for it. And he's again, he doesn't blame Nancy for it, he blames Jacques for it. Um Nancy's like, would it be better for you if I told you that he wasn't my type? And Ned's like, yeah. And Nancy's like, he's not my type. And Ned laughs. Like, Ned and Nancy have a lot of banter. Like, they don't ever fight over Jacques. Like, Nancy's never depicted as having feelings for him. If anything, Bess has a massive crush on him for, like, half the book. So, she's like, he's just so cute. And everybody else is like, he's uh, he's trash. He's just obvious trash. So, so I do love that there is a guy who is trying to be suave and debonair toward Nancy, and she's like, how about fuck off? And I like that Bess doesn't actually get involved with him either. Bess doesn't learn how to make eclairs, though. That That is the good that comes of this. And they don't, I, I guess they've, I mean, at this point, one of them was killed like a side of beef in the damn freezer. At one point, they're like, oh, they're in the um the butchering room. And I was like, 
there's a butchering room. Like, again, if this were a different book, some shit would have gone down to the butchering room. There was one point where um, Sleestack and Chef Dupress, I think, were in the butchering room and each picked up a, a sharp implement and were threatening each other because they're hotheads. And Nancy and Ned had to go in there and separate them. But, again, if this were a different book. Anyway. So, I love that Jacques was, like, so over the top. Like, just, if he'd had a mustache, he would have been twirling that shit. He was just, or maybe, like, the black mask and just carrying around a bag of money and looking kind of sketch. Maybe with the black and white striped top. Like, a mime who has gone wrong. But, rocking a beret. Like, just a beret tilted just so on his dark hair. Um, but yeah. So, there's that. Um, but Nancy and Ned are just so cute and bantering during this book. Like, there's other people tease Ned about the lemonade chicken incident at the beginning of the book, but Nancy's very much, like, she's, she does, like, chuckle a little bit, but she just, she does try to be supportive of him. Do I wish that there had been some other Moonlight Strolls? Because they are out at midnight one night, and they do. Nancy and Ned and Bess and George are like, okay. We have to, we'll meet in the hotel lobby at midnight, and if we don't, like, you'll know that something has gone wrong, and they'd seen that are a few minutes late because they almost got caught. And when they're caught, actually, Nancy's sneaking out of the school because they have to, she sneaks and unbolts the door, so she has to bolt the door and then sneak back out the same way she came in. So when they're almost caught, they're like, what, what are you doing here so late? And Nancy and Ned look at each other, and Ned's like, we just wanted to take a moonlight stroll and Nancy doesn't have her shoes on and they're like where are your shoes and she was like we just thought it'd be cute if we were barefoot and as, as soon as they're out of sight they're like do you think they bought that and that's like hell no but at least we got away so there's that but it's just there's they're so sweet together they're just sweet together and like there's the whole like chest pounding like I need to prove I'm a real man by learning how to cook Again, with the weird sort of, are you in the masculine or the feminine realm, Ned? Are you domestic or are you wild and untamed? And it's very much like, I need to learn how to do this because I'm a wife guy. I can 100% imagine Ned going to cooking classes so that he can learn how to make Nancy like a really good, nice, nice meal. Like, I can 100% see him doing that. So, so there's that. The next book, this is the one we'll pick up with next time, is Fatal Attraction, which I'm sure has absolutely nothing to do with the movie. Also, my headcanon is that there are vampires in this one. Um, It's fine. So we'll be picking up with that one next week. Um, The fun thing about that one is it's also set during summer, even though the book that we just read was set in July. It came out in March. Um, but this one is still very summery, so I do like that aspect of it. So anyway, as always, until next time, stay sleuthy, my friends.